go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. This is Joe. That's Mike. I'm Mike. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? All right. All right. Uh, this is a, a special episode for us. Uh, this is our Eight Remains review, which uh, is is a requested review from us. Yeah. Directed by Julian Block. Uh, written by Wolf Peter Arand and Laura Summer. Stars... I. I Maja, <laughs> Maha Selina Probst, Selina, yeah, I, yeah, I, Selina, forgive I us for the mispronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Gregory B. Waldus and Priscilla Whitman. So, hmm. um, yes, there are people in this movie. There we go. We'll just say that. There yeah, are preceding her death, a young woman relieves. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Way to go. Relives <laughs> her life in a mirror world, giving her the chance to fight her killer. Where do we begin? Oh, I thought you were going to play the trailer. Um, no. You know, I um I remember when we watched the trailer um for it. It um I it looked like it was it was well put together and that it be it was an interesting premise. So when we watched it tonight, uh I I was paying attention, of course. I, I always want to pay a little extra attention when it when uh, when a review is requested of us, you know, cuz it, it 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 feels more important, you know. So as opposed to our other movie reviews don't feel that important. Well, I don't want to pay attention to the movies that we're seeing cuz they're not as important as the as personally requested movies. Well, yeah, because you know we're we're paying to see you know multi million dollar films that you know there's just, I, I look I know this sounds I'm not trying to make this a blanket statement but it's um, there's no I I don't know how much lo- heart and soul was put into a film when you have that big of a budget you know when it's when it's lower budget like this and independent and you know especially with unknown actors for the most part um, there's something special about it. Here we go with digging a ditch that is so deep, I cannot crawl out of it because what, what, it is what, what, Okay, what, what, fuck you, but okay. <laughs> so every review is important. It is, but I mean, this these are more important. The uh, the, the the I don't th- the I don't, requested I don't, ones. I don't put the weight. I don't put any weight on. You goddamn like right, you do. No, I don't. I I appreciate more. When people ask us to do a personal review of their films and stuff like that, but you know they're they're also reaching out to people to uh, promote yada yada yada. Not yeah. not that that's a big deal. It's no big deal. We you, love think, that. you think Spike Lee gave a shit that we we went and saw you know uh, Black Klansman and Fuck did a review yes, for he it? Did. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, fine, because we paid money to go see that goddamn movie. So he because why he liked it? He made twenty five <laughs> bucks off of us. Yeah, there you go. All right, but. No, look, um, I, I, you know, I'm fucking with you. Um, I, I, part of me agrees with that. I think also there's it, it makes us feel it makes me feel at least like there's a little bit of validity to what we do by the fact that someone actually wants us to do a review for their film. Yeah, you know, uh, I I wish that they would have kept the working title called Eight Doors. That would have been a much better title, I think. Um, apart from that, let's get on with the review. All right. Um, it took me, I'd say, without giving the end of the, the film away already, but it took me about a half an hour before I, I got a good understanding of, of what this movie was pretty much about, or c- close to it. And then, then of course, Mr. Fucking Genius over here, you know, he got deeper into it, and he, you know, there's even more to it than that, <laughs> than what I thought. Well, I, there, there are just some things about this movie... <clears throat> I was reading some of the reviews, uh-huh. um, and I, I went I, I went away from the regular average Joe, no pun intended, mm-hmm. review, mm-hmm. Uh, and went for the critic reviews. Yeah. And I'm I, I have to I have to say um, I'm disappointed and and pleased at the same time because there are some reviews that are just horrendous, and they they call themselves critics. Yeah. Or people put the established the critic name on these people and and they shouldn't be critics because they don't know how to put together a sentence. Yeah. And they don't know how to put together a proper review. Especially if they don't get get what's going on. You seem well, to just you, yeah. you spent just a few minutes looking up stuff and you already figured out what eight remains means and all that stuff. Well, if it means that. I mean you know, I, I mean it sounds like it fits. I mean you're gonna go into your thing about it in a minute, but you know it, Yeah, but I mean that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It just feels that's what it feels like. Right when you said it to me, I was like, Oh, you son of a bitch. I think you nailed it. And 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 the other thing is is um 
you know, and, and the other critic absolutely got it right, which mm. is <coughs> not, I'm not putting down the makers of this film or anything else like that. The problem with this film is this. This is a European-style noir film. Uh-huh. At least that's what it feels like. Which means that it... I don't know if you've ever seen a European um, cinema verite type film. Yeah, there's not a lot of explanation. I know that. Yeah, like this movie. Very mysterious. Yeah, and, and especially in the 40s and the 50s and yeah. the 60s. Up for interpretation kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a movie that is basically... It, it, a montage of scenes yeah. that are kind of strung together, right? Yeah. And that's what this movie kind of is. It's it's a throwback to those types of films. Now, I have no experience with those films. I I just know about the films because um how did he put it? Uh you can't Hold on a second. I have a great quote. <laughs> Here we go. Uh it's going to take a second. Let me put this on pause. All right, so the quote is basically Anakin and, and Palpatine are, you know, the Jedi use their power for good. Good is a point of view, and the Jedi point of view is not the only valid one. The Dark Lords of the Sith believe in security and justice, yet they are considered to, by the Jedi to be evil uh, from a Jedi's point of view. Uh, the Sith rely on their passion for strength. Jedi don't. The Jedi are selfless. <clears throat> um, you have to know both sides of the story before making your... You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you're when even though you don't know about European cinema, you're not an expert in it. You're an expert in American cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you understand European cinema because you've seen so many movies, and so many European or foreign directors have come over to America and have used their style. So I can yeah I can notice the the difference. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Study all its aspects. There it is. One must study all of its aspects to understand the whole thing before, you know, and not just the good or the bad or the, the dark dog, side. The dogmatic view of the, the dogmatic Jedi. Yeah. If one is to understand the great mystery, one must study all its aspects, not just a dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. If you wish to become a complete and wise leader, you must embrace a larger view. Be careful of them. Only through me can you achieve great power. Well, that's manipulation part, but hmm. you understand the... the before that is is actually such a good quote, and <clears throat> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You have to understand all aspects. And you don't have to understand all aspects, but you have to give value to all aspects, I yeah. think. And in this case, when you're watching this movie, this is a cert- this is a definite throwback. Maybe more 70s than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it, f- it feels like, a 1970s-style movie. Um, there are parts of this film that remind me of uh, Mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, because the exclamation point. Um, and so uh, there's these similarities, the house that they film it in, um, the kind of confusion about, you know, scene to scene, this and that. Um, yeah, Mother's exactly. way more confusing, though, especially if you don't know um, what it's, uh, what the... Uh, well, it's a remake, isn't it? No, no, Mother's not a remake. It's all original, uh, done by uh, Aronofsky, but um, but it's all about um, the subtext, and it's all about uh, what's the word? Um, starts with an M. Macabre. It's a metaphor. There we go. It's, it's metaphorical a, for it's, something else. It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor. So, um, yeah, and then, and then with this film, it's um, it, you know, I I just how do I put it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so bad. Put at this. it somehow. <laughs> no, I just think that um, this is a this movie is a, it can be a little bit confusing at first, but a I, little I, bit. It's a lot of confusing. Don't it, don't hold back and, and I'm don't, not. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to think. Up. I'm just trying to shut the fuck. Can you stop that and that every time we do one of these reviews? <laughs> um, stop being a suck up. <laughs> No, I, I, you know, I, of course, it's a little confusing at first, but I'm, I'm open to that being confusing because, you know, uh, sometimes it, it's for a better reveal. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, about a half hour into it, I, I had a general idea of what this movie is about. My general idea was that she's in the middle of dying from being strangled by this guy who we both said, you know, pretty much like, well, when they first show up at the place, right? And you know, he's very affectionate with her. And then the next thing is it shows that she's riding on top of him. And you're like, uh, 
Yeah, that I guess he's not her father. <laughs> right? Yeah, we both said that. Like, yeah, that yeah. that was the beginning. I'm like, yeah. well, is that his daughter? Yeah. And then there's this weird suspicious look he gives, and then the maid who looks like Frau Bluka, Bluker from uh, <laughs> from fucking from Young Frankenstein. Um, they're just giving these looks like hmm, something. Yeah, suspicious. Something devious is going to happen. That's suspicious. And so, uh, yeah, it, but. Um, <laughs> Where the fuck was I going with this? I don't know. So yeah, okay. So she's in the middle of dying, and so now it cuts into she's in this other world, and um, sorry, <laughs> it it cuts into this other world, and now what my prediction was was that all of his victims from the past are all fighting to help her face all of the traumas that she's experienced in her life. Say Frau Blucher again. Frau Blucher. I am Paul Bruchel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was um, just. A, I, that's I, great though. Um, so yeah, I, I, my, my gist was. I mean, my idea was that it pretty much they're all fight. They're all dead, and they can't come back. But they want her to survive because they're sick of him fucking killing everybody, right? So um, they try to make her face her no, traumas. I, I disagree with that. Well, I, I, I'm almost done. I, they, that, that's. Just, I said 30 minutes into it. That's what I thought. I know, but I, I disagree with they keep her alive or whatever you said. They were having her face her traumas. They were looking for someone strong enough that could do that. Yeah, and so and it just happened to be her. Yeah, and so she faced her traumas, and then she's able to fight through it. So I, I thought that the, the end of it was going to be her breaking out of it and then fucking him up, right? You know, and and it, I didn't know it was gonna be with the uh, you know him actually controlling their minds like like it like it's the cell with Jennifer Lopez or something. But that's I thought it was the like the cube. Uh, so they're in this this hotel. Yeah, and each room leads into another room, which they have to figure out how to get out of. I hated that movie. I hated that movie so badly. And I and my I had friends that would want to watch that movie every other day. Yeah, I'm like, I, no, watch <laughs> something else. Well, let's watch Strictly Ballroom. No! <laughs> I have that saved on my queue be- just because of the conversations we've had about that movie. Strictly Ballroom. And I just keep putting it off, dude. <laughs> I, I keep putting that movie off. I've seen it once. I've seen it 17 times, <laughs> at least. <laughs> so I, my, I guess I'm supposed to say my condolences. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. I yeah. really do. But yeah. the first time I saw it, fine. Yeah. I'm open to that. Yeah, now it's Strictly Bullshit. Yeah. The, the 96th time they played it, fucking just stab me what is he trying to do like brainwash you into liking it yeah like if you watch it enough times i think you'll like it yeah. you'll like it we keep your eyes open with toothpicks <laughs> um yeah but, uh it, you know this and that's what i thought i thought this movie was going to turn into like uh, the cube uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it and um i was just like please no please don't don't do that because yeah. I will instantly dislike this movie. <laughs> there were three things that made me laugh in this movie. One was was the Frau Bluka, right? The the looks she kept giving uh-huh. these these fucking like devious looks, and uh, every time she ran into the yeah, and the, every time she bumped into those fucking you know the <laughs> into the vortex or whatever yeah. you know the invisible wall, right. I just laughed every goddamn time. It was just funny, you know wasn't bad acting or anything it just looked funny it, yeah it was it was humorous yeah and then uh and then when the when the when the dude who was like fucking two and a half times her old, her age her you know he looks like her professor from college or something right right yeah that's what you said yeah um so damien um he looks he looks oddly familiar there was a couple scenes where um he does look familiar yeah he does like um th- there are and i don't want to say like antonio banderas familiar but there are other actors that look very similar to him yeah and i can't remember who they are at this moment but um for the most part i liked what i liked his acting no he wasn't bad but there was it, it seemed like the parts where he was actually being nice with her and they were actually having a relationship type moment and he was being playful with her I swear to God, there was some Tommy Wiseau coming out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you notice that her dress changed? Not from scene to scene, but uh, overall, like she had like three or four different dress changes when she popped into different pieces. 
You know what? I think I realized it for a moment when at the end when you see all of the victims and they're all wearing a different version of a black dress. Right. If you watch yeah. like when she goes Oh, and then the, the wife turns from red to black too at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um the the girl I can't remember her name right now. The, the uh, Tolly? Tolly. Yeah. So when she goes into her past that, you know, of that same day when yeah. she's going to get the birthday present from mm-hmm. her mom, her dress changed. Yeah. It was like a polka dot dress or it had 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 a, a what do you call it a a bunch of stuff on it. Okay. So yeah, like little dots or whatever. Yeah, a, I kept pattern. I kept thinking that the reason why she would ha- have that blocker in front of her um, was so that she couldn't interact with those people because she's not supposed to interact with those people. No, but uh, yes, kind but no. yeah, you know, like uh, she's never she never did it, so therefore she can't do it. Well. Yeah, and it was like the only one that she could touch during all those scenes was him. Was you know. Um, the fucking the asshole, right? <laughs> the 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 strangler, the the uh, professor strangler, <laughs> the Boston strangler, yeah, Damien. <laughs> so um, appropriate name, yeah. Um, Sanctus, <laughs> Dominus, cheesy poofs. I'm sorry. I was watching Seinfeld and they were talking about Damien Omen, the yeah. Damien Omen like trilogy, yeah, or or, or the movie series. And and Kramer liked it because it was a it, it was a good wholesome family film. <laughs> I'm like what? He's like, yeah, he's just a little rambunctious. Yeah. Like, I'm like that's fucking great. It's all for you, Damien. Um. Yeah. So that those blocks, those 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 interaction stops, yeah. if you want to call them that, are there to keep her because she can't interact with anybody that she's never interacted with so if she never yeah. interacted with her mom but she did go outside and get the present uh-huh. then that's different you know then she's able to do that once so when her mom's there she's not around yeah and and then or she's ignoring her whatever the case may be and then her mom leaves and then she goes outside to get the present right yep and then the, the other in if you take the hotel that they're or it's not the hotel but the castle that they're staying at yeah. which is his castle if you take that and then you section it off into pieces of her memory that's how that works so it kind of like the cube but in, in a better way i think cuz she went she walked from her house to that castle yeah you know and we see the past where she meets him at, at a young age, severely young age, um, or he rescues her or whatever. Um, but she she interrupts. She kind of interrupts, but doesn't interrupt her own self from meeting the from meeting Damien. Yeah. And then she turns nineteen and blah blah blah, and she goes into this full depression. You know, because she lost a baby, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Relationship with the boyfriend. <laughs> over, right. Yeah. So she, he is like, he's like her savior. Mm-hmm. Also a father figure. Yeah. Because you saw what the stepfather was like. Yeah, because he was abusive. Yeah. So, and we don't know. And he had bad teeth. Yeah. we But <laughs> we don't, we don't know how far abusive, I mean, so she's, this, this whole memory thing that she's playing I never touched you, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, that may be a replay of what had happened before she, before Damien rescued her from him. Uh-huh. And that, that whole thing may have been a play out of exactly, not exactly what happened, but what how she foresaw it. Yeah. Or, or how she views it in her brain. Yeah. You know, where he's like, uh, now I'm going to, blah, blah, blah. I keep saying, blah, blah, blah. But he keeps, he's, he, then he gets physical with her. You know, he's about to do whatever he's going to do to her, and that's when Damien comes in and saves her, you know, and then she runs away. Yeah. Um, but she runs, she doesn't run to him. She runs to him in real life, but she ran away from him knowing exactly what's going on. Yeah. And then she keeps meeting all these other women, you know, and one keeps following her um, around, but you don't, you only see her like the second time she walks back into the castle, you know, when she talks to the, the maid or. Yeah, it seems like with each pass that she goes into, there's a different victim in each one. Right. You know, like there's the one that looks like Samantha Morton from um, the one that she saw when she's a little kid and she's all run. You know, she keeps mouthing right. the words run yep. to her. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, or like when she went to the room uh, with her with her stepfather and then there was the other victim there. Right. You know? it, so, yeah, it seemed like each one was there to represent or for some reason, you know, be there to help her, you know. 
point yeah. in, point in a direction. Yeah. Or open a door or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which uh, makes sense in a way that she's trying to break out of this vicious circle that she she has uh, created for herself. Yeah. But the interesting part was when she walked back into the castle and the maid. The maid is talking to her, and she's and and it's the conversation was literally from like earlier that day. Yeah, and then she walked upstairs. She had the candle. Blah blah. Yeah, the blah. maid wouldn't tell her shit. Right. Well, the maid's not going to tell her shit. Yeah, because it's not the conversation that they had. Yeah, it was you know you know the power is out. Here's some M and M's. I don't you know here's this and here's that. Right. Yeah. You know, and and then she walks upstairs as she's walking upstairs you see another lady walking behind her who's using her hands to see where these walls are because she, apparently she's been there for a long long time mm. <clears throat> and I, I i like that that was that was actually very well done um all of all of the scenes what what was really cool and i didn't notice it at first was when she goes back so she goes back into the when she goes back into the castle yeah and she wakes up from being choked Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The color comes back. Yes. And then when she starts getting choked again, the color goes away. Yeah. Like Wizard of Oz. Like also when he smacked her and she knocked back out again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, it was. But uh, again, it's it's subtleties like that that and and this is this is why I think most average Americans don't like movies like this because there's too much. This is a thinking movie in the subtext. In all the text, yeah, this is a thinking movie. This isn't a straightforward, you know. You bad guy, I shoot you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a fucking Die Hard, or yeah. you know, let's you know, we can think of we can think of better, worse movies. But yeah. I love Die Hard. The Die Hard's an awesome movie. Uh, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying it's a worse movie. I'm saying there are there are wor- there are just fucking awful movies out yeah, there. Yeah, like Chain like, Reaction. Dolph Lundgren is the killing machine. <laughs> you know. It's it's not any of those movies. It's not you know double team or whatever, right? Yeah. It's it's this is this is a movie where it takes that subtext. It takes that idea that maybe we can do something a bit differently mm-hmm. with with, with uh, cinema, and people are gonna have to think a little bit. But fuck it, you know, if they don't like it, they don't like it. It's not that big of a deal. And you know what? That's why a lot of that's why almost all. Um, viewers hated, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, reported viewers hated uh, Mother is because they didn't get it. And that's a fuck, dude, v- Mother's a good movie. It's well put together. And once you know what the the metaphors are, you're like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing how right. they did it. Uh, by the way, uh, just a couple of bits of subtext. So the, the dress change, uh, she wants to change the past for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the maid can see her, but the interaction is not the same. It's the same interaction that she had when she first met the maid. So therefore, that, that interaction is always going to be the same. Yeah. No matter what Tally says to the maid, the interaction is always going to be the same. Does the phone work? Does this work? The phone, blah, blah, blah. Because she's able to do all that stuff because she's already done it. She's already picked up the phone and called somebody. Yeah. Like her mother it, or something. It would have been nice to see what happened with the maid since the maid was in on it. You could tell because of the looks they, they, those two were giving each other at the beginning of the film. You didn't see the maid at the end of the film taking care of him? Was Oh, okay. My bad. Um, she gave she gave Tally a candle to light her way. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was that's an, that's an important, um, uh, 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 su- not sub, I don't want to call it subtext, but subtext. She gave her a candle because the lights were out. Yeah. You never saw that. You never saw her put a candle down, but you saw the candle in, and of course the candle's purple. Yeah. Um, so she lit the candle, gave it to Talia, the maid lit the candle, and, and Talia walks up the stairs. And if you notice, I believe, that uh, the lady that's following Talia, which we'll get into. Tally. That's what I meant. <laughs> Whatever. Um she, I can just hear, I can just hear Julianne wa- uh, re- listening to this fucking podcast, and every time you say Tally, she's like, "It's fucking Tally." I keep thinking Talia from <laughs> Talia Shire, yeah, um, or the, Talia Al Ghul, yeah, yeah Talia, uh, no, Talia Shire. Um, Why would you think about Talia Shire? I don't know. I had Talia Shire. I have, I had because we said Dolph Lundgren is a killing machine, and that <laughs> led to Rocky, and Rocky led to Talia Shire. You did six six degrees, huh? Yeah, and six degrees of Talia Shire. <laughs> And the 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 older woman who is the future tally, yeah, is also holding a candle. Yeah, Priscilla Whitman. 
so uh, she can only go places where she's already been. Uh, she cannot affect the past. She's being manipulated, and she finally realizes she's being manipulated. Do you know, I, 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 I don't want to belittle anybody or sound bad about anybody, but if there was anyone in this entire film that I thought that wasn't that, that didn't give the best acting, you know, that was kind of you know questionable at times, it was her. It was the older Tally, right, actress um, Priscilla Whitman. She. There was a couple moments where she was trying to act like all like um, confused and stuff like that, and it just it didn't feel genuine. Like yeah, it felt like she was just like she forgot her lines, and somebody like read her lines, or she had some an earpiece in, and somebody was reading her yeah. lines, like Roddy Dangerfield when yeah. he was older. Yeah, exactly. So, um, She's only off the top of my head. That's the only questionable acting that I saw in the film. Okay, so uh, Tally is a prisoner of her own mind. So anything that she tries to change. That she never did, yeah. or came into contact with, doesn't change. She's reliving her memories and abuse, and she's also on borrowed time. That's what the time things are—borrowed time. Okay. Hey, do you uh, did you understand why her friend that committed suicide kept eating the cornflakes <laughs> and then poured them into her mouth like that and everything? Um, it's it's probably um, a substitute for either how she killed herself, uh-huh. like ate pills and drank whiskey or, you know, alcohol yeah. or whatever. I mean, it was a funny scene. I liked it. <laughs> it was definitely a good scene. So she would knock it away. You yeah. know, she knocked away the, the whatever, and then she went right for the uh, the bottle, yeah. as it were. And she wouldn't answer her at all until she was dying on the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because she was already on that course. You can't sell, You can't correct that course. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that's the thing. She was not there. So whatever she did to affect that that this is a memory so whatever she was trying to do to affect oh. that memory isn't going to work so she stood up she took a pill and then she felt and she lay down what if it was her last moment she's just like fuck it i'm just gonna eat a bunch of cornflakes before i lay down and die yeah it could have been that as well yes yeah, so why, why it doesn't matter if you're gluttonous at the in your last moments right who's gonna give a shit you're gonna you're dying yeah. generally right? s- people that commit suicide aren't that way they're very neat, neat. Yeah. Leave a letter. Yeah, they leave a letter. They take off their shoes. Put a note on the door saying, don't come in here, just call the cops. Nope. They don't do any of it. They clean up their room. Uh, generally, they they don't do it in their house to taint the house. Yeah. Generally. Generally, I, I. <clears throat> Some do it. Um, why do they call it Eight Remains? Uh, I first, I thought the Eight Remains were going to be like, there were going to be eight different scenarios of her past, of trauma. That's what I thought the eight remains was going to be, but there wasn't eight. I don't think there was eight flashbacks into her past, so it wasn't there was that. Four women, uh-huh. the older women, which were uh, victim one, victim two, victim three. Uh-huh. His wife. His wife ended up becoming yeah, she was a victim two. So the baby, mm-hmm. himself, Damien, yeah, because he dies, and then uh, maybe the stepdad. I wrote it down here. So we have. Uh, you never saw a stepdad die, though. The past, the present, and the future. These are the four, these are the eight remains. The past, the present, and the future all died. They all disappeared uh-huh. uh, until until they came back in, in that final final sequence. But because he's he's now living that yeah. piece, you have. Um, let's see. Uh, she want okay. So she's being manipulated to realizes that she wants to move forward and accepts her past, present, and future. So old, present, and young. You have victims one, two, and three. That's six right there. The wife and the friend. It could be you know, the friend, the baby, the friend, and or you know, Sebastian. The, the relationship. And you her, say, yeah, we could do that. You can you could swap out any one of those for the last one, or you know, um, uh, the for past and present. Old, you know, old, young. Yes. You can well, you can you can swap two of those out because the present is always going to be there. Yeah, but old and young are going to change. And the future, the future's gone too because she's not going to become that old lady. That that's what old is. That's trapped in the, uh, you know, right. Few. So you can you can yeah. swap out a couple of those, but generally the eight remains. That in my opinion, yeah. I could be wrong about this. No, no, that is interesting. Could could be those things. You know, the the stepdad, the stepdad. You not just just because you don't see him die doesn't mean because the guy came in and did something. Yeah. You know, Damien came in and did something to the, to the stepdad in that one memory thing. Yeah. So we don't know if he got you know killed. We but we do know that Damien's a killer. Yeah. And he saved her. So basically, she's killing off that part of her memory. She's letting it go. Yeah. So you could say that that's part of the eight remains. You know, time, uh, the deaths, memories. Yeah. I was looking up something, so we got in as we were watching the movie. There's a poem 
that the lady keep kept uh, uh, repeating, which was TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it showed a lot of time devices. It showed that egg timer, showed clocks. It showed this, you know, the. It's because she was running out of time. Yeah. Uh, TikTok. Now I, I found this interesting because the TikTok thing I actually looked up. Um, if I can only find it. Keep searching, you'll find it. Come on. There we go. TikTok time is running out. Now, there's two different poems. There's a poem by Errol Hart. Um, it's Errol Hart Poetry. And it's, this is off of Wattpad. And the very first thing that I read is TikTok, TikTok. It haunts me at night. I can't escape from it, reminding me how little time I have left before you, with you before it's all gone, gone, gone down the drain. And I th- that's kind of what it sounded like she was saying. Uh-huh. And then there's another one, uh, Poems of Depression, TikTok. Now, the knife you le- you've left stabbed in me turns my... It turns in my soul like a key, but it doesn't unlock. My time is running out. Tick, tock, tick, tock. I don't know how much longer I can hold this pain. You left my heart, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my time is running out. Tick, tock. My time is running out. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Now, I, e- either way, I, I looked up the, these lyrics, these tick, tock lyrics. Yeah. And they're both pretty much the same, which is about depression. Mm-hmm. And then that got me on to looking up other things, which is... Uh, but before I get into that, was it me or was it you that this movie drastically slowed down at about 40 minutes into it when she, when she has this argument with Sebastian and then she's able to leave his room, um, after the mother or after the wife comes in and tries to kill them both. And then, so she, she enters another room Mm -hmm. and she's bleeding. So she's had a miscarriage or something like that. You know, this is a memory of the past. Yeah. So she, the baby aborted, and then she sees the baby. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you see the golden light, you know, all I could think of is fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And then her <laughs> eyes, and then that whole sequence just pulled everything apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it really slowed the movie down. You know, I, even though I liked the film, if this movie had um, ended 20 minutes into it, I, I would have been like, okay, like... It, like it, the fact that it kept going, like I thought it was gonna, like you know, quote unquote, get to the point, mm-hmm. like within, like I said, in within the first twenty minutes, and I wouldn't have been surprised, right? You know, and the fact that it had another thing to say and another thing to say, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's um, it's interesting because you know I don't know I don't know if the movie needed to go on for eighty minutes or not. Uh, yeah, you may be right. Um, the other thing that I was looking at was uh. The stages of grief. There are eight stages of grief. Okay. Um, not necessarily ours is true, but I saw eight stages of grief when I looked it up. And depression is one of them. Yeah. So the eight stages of grief are denial, emotional outburst, which could be crying, stuff like that. Anger, bargaining, depression, remorse, acceptance, and hope. And if you take that, that's eight. Yeah. And that could be also the eight remains. So, you know, in one of the stages, she's... She literally was lying on the couch next to Damien and said, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. That's depression. You know, uh, there's crying in this movie. Uh, fear. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's an emotional thing. There's anger. She was bargaining at some point. We already did that. She denied a lot of stuff that was going on. Denied her past and, yeah. and it's catching up to her. Yeah. Uh, she had remorse in, in some of the, you know, she well, the remorse was between her and Sebastian. Yeah. And the baby, uh, then near the end, acceptance, and then hope that, you know, she can live and then change, right? And uh, the, the phone call to Sebastian, hey, you want to go get a coffee? That could be hope as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that could be also the eight remains. Um, it just depends on how you see this film. Yeah. And then watch, you know, <laughs> she'll send an email. She'll say, uh, you're completely yeah, wrong. you're all full of shit. You're all wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, yeah. wrong. That's not even close to what I wanted. <laughs> The eight, the eight remains are burying the past, burying the present, burying the future, and just living your life. Burying the baby. Burying the baby. What do you get in the movie? I'm going between a six and a half and a seven. Okay. Um, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it different grades. Okay. For and This is based on my independent film grade. For direction, I'm giving okay. this an A. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, the, the way that they use color... The way that they used uh, the the doorways, 
you know, and then when they would open up, it was just, the light was supposed to be real bright, but yeah. the, it was also, it was dulled down on yeah. purpose. Yeah, and the visual effects weren't used um, for exploitation. They, they, you know, they weren't, well, they didn't try to be too grandiose or anything. Right. They just they 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 accentuated a scene when it needed to, and that was it. It yeah. didn't it would it didn't overtake the film. Yeah, the CGI was not overwhelming. Yeah, except for the for the uh, the match. door. Oh, I was gonna say the door the waves from the doorway. No, I like that. That did, was cool. Did, did you like that? It was, and then you know, because that's done on purpose. It's it's grabbing her and pulling her, and then when she gets out of it, you can see the wisps trail after uh, her, but she's too far away for it to pull yeah. her back. Um, and 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 not strong enough to keep her. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Um, uh, writing, unfortunately, I'm, I'm writing as a C, acting as a C plus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't care. It's not that I didn't care for the acting, uh-huh. but when 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 you see a movie like The Disaster Artist, yeah, and then you see a couple of other independent films, and yeah. you're like, the 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 worst acting is The Disaster Artist, not the Disaster Artist movie, but uh, oh, the Room, the Room, yeah. Because Tommy Wiseau is fucking awful. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, like the best indie movie or whatever you want to call it, YouTube film that we've seen so far, or I've seen, you've seen it too, right? Never Hike Alone. Yeah. That was phenomenal acting. Oh yeah, it might as well been a, it might as well been in theaters. So I use those as my as my uh, yeah extremes. Okay. Um, when it comes to acting. There were problems with this movie. Yeah. But I it, it's it's I give the acting a B. That that's what I would give it. See, I, I But don't. see, I'm not the best judge of acting. So I there's times where everyone thinks that someone's acting is shitty and I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, see but, and I'm a Keanu Reeves fan, by the way. And and <laughs> and, and they're not shitty actors. Yeah. It's just that the writing wasn't good enough. There was no soul from it. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Whoever um, and and you know whoever whoever did the dialogue and whoever wrote the scenes. Yeah. The ideas behind the di- there there could have been so much better conveyed. Yeah. When when he's choking her out or when he's when he's talking to her when she's talking to all the other women that scene where she's talking to herself as the future, you know and and it 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 just didn't it it pulled no weight. Okay. Because there are problems trying to get something across from script to screen. Yeah. And when you don't have people that can convey that or when the script is not good enough. Yeah. Then you're going to have problems. Yeah. So like like part of the problems are when she keeps hitting into the barrier, right? Yeah. And she sees that guy. So... She's walking. She's she's walking around the house outside, and she bumps into the barrier for someone to call nine one one or call emergency or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. And she sees the guy across the street, and he's frozen in time, and she's banging on the thing. At some point, you would realize that I can't do anything, so therefore I must be on a path that I have to follow. So, and, and she realizes that at some point, but when when. When you're conveying a story like this, the the point has to be faster. Okay. Because you're going to lose your audience. So she gets to she gets to wherever she is, and she and she talks to the maid, and the maid goes on this this linear path of I've already been through I've already we've already done this now I've got to do it again I need to call nine one one and or I emergency whatever you want to call the police right and. And the maid says nothing. Lights are out, and here's your candle. Go upstairs. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I'll have dinner ready for you. You're vegetarian, <laughs> right? It's all it's all dialogue that's been done before. But the way I, I like the way the maid came across with this boring. I've done this before a million times. Yeah, with all the other people that he's brought here. So therefore, I'm just gonna go through this whole same this, yeah. this spiel again. You know, here's a candle, light it up, go upstairs, and everything. Should you be know, and I think my problem with uh, Damien's character is he got a lot of screen time. And for someone to get as much screen time as he did, there should have been more to why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. And, and that, again, is a failure of the script writer. Yeah. Um, the best scene in the entire movie was when she had to confront her stepdad. 
That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. That was that was really really good, and the emotion was. And it was there. uncomfortable. It yeah. Was, the emotion was there, but everything else, the emotion wasn't there. And maybe I should give this, the writing a little bit better than a C, C plus, and then the acting lower, mm-hmm. like a C, C minus. Okay. So like the, the writing is C plus, the acting is C minus, because as I as I have to rewind and go through this, yeah. When when your actors aren't pulling their weight and can and 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 making the scene heavy or light as it needs be, yeah. then then you got problems. Mm. And those are the problems that persist throughout this entire movie. You know, the, the, the girl, Tally, she was fine until this whole Sebastian piece. Mm-hmm. And then the whole reliving the baby piece. Okay. Right? So, and by the way, the reason why this movie's called Eight, Eight Remains is the Eight Doors. So if you count, she went through like eight doors. Okay. <clears throat> Including like the last one, which was the door that came between her and her old self. Right. Yeah. So in the middle can, of the eight. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 electric gate around on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And then but the the um the weakest part of that movie was the whole Sebastian thing. It did it, it again, it, it carried no weight. Yeah. It, it it you didn't feel an emotional attachment to a lot of the characters. The only like I said, the only emotional att- the mother or I'm sorry, the wife. Yeah. Um and this so the wife of Damien and the stepfather of Tally yeah. are the only two people that you I felt an emotional attachment to. Okay. I can see that. Because they actually showed and they actually gave weight to their characters. Yes. Yeah. Damien it, it just felt like he got a little more like throughout the film he got <laughs> more and more carried away with himself. Yeah, but he was going crazy. Yeah, you know, th- and I'm I'm fine with that. But there are other ways to show going crazy uh, than just monologuing. Yeah, it just I, yeah, and then with his character, I just is like, okay, I, I, why are you doing this now? It needs I need to know because I, what's I, the I, emotional payoff? Yeah. So um, and uh, the cinematography, I give that uh an A. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, it, fucking the first shot when it's showing the outside of the house and the camera's panning across. I was like, dude, this looks like, you know, big budget, you know, cinematography here. When when they smudged the camera, if that's what they did, to to dull the lenses, uh-huh. so for for the outside stuff when when they're in the dream world, let's just call it dream world or ghost world, right? Yeah. So when they're smudging everything and and it's in kind of a black and white with color, you know, I I love that stuff. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Uh. Um. Uh, Julianne directed this, so. Give give her Julian Block. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one that directed this. She she's the one that uh, really put the the effort into the vision of what we we saw on film. Yeah, um, the the costumes were great. I thought. I yeah. mean, they, they it worked. It you know. I mean, he's supposed to be this suave, sophisticated guy, but you can see he's not. To to her. As a young girl, yeah, she seems suave and sophisticated. As we're watching this, we're like, "This guy's a fucking douche." Oh, you yeah. know he's a douche. Oh, from the get go, just dressed up like a douche. He's showing off this and that. I'm an older guy. That fucking therefore. beard is to cover up something. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, well, not really, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's to enhance. Right. Yeah, you know because because you know hey you know to add to his grandiosity. Yeah, yeah. He's a He's a Viscount or a Duke. Or so do you think that uh, the song that she used during the end credits was like probably because she owed somebody something? <laughs> what? Because we're, we're critiquing the film, right? And you had a problem with the song at the end of the film. Yeah, the song sucks. <laughs> so I'm saying, do you think that maybe like, oh, she owed someone a favor. So she's like, okay, I'll put your fucking song at the end of my movie. <laughs> yeah, that's why she did it. That, you know what? Fuck you. I, I was trying to lead you into something, and you just shit all over it I because did. you love to fucking be in control of the goddamn conversation. No, I, it's not that I love being in control of the conversation. It's this: I, I if if you want to lead me into something, just take me there because I'm not. I don't play those lead lead follow games. It just unless it's it's a natural thing. If I know where you're going with it, I'll go with you. But you, you can't uh, you, you can't lead me into something and I don't know where you're going. I don't even know where I'm going anymore. So, 
So um, I, you know what well, I? Where were you going with it? I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to get you to talk about the song at the end, but you pretty yeah, much just said I, it sucked. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like the song. I'll tell you why I didn't like the song. Because it was anti. It, it was completely uh, contrasting to the film. No, it basically sounded like they took all the ideas from the film and then shoved them into the song. <laughs> like, okay. like, uh, how how many how many movies use title songs by rock artists? Uh, oh well, here it is. Here we go. Oh God, I hate that song. There we go. I hate that fucking. I love that movie, but I hate that fucking song. Absolutely. I hate that fucking song. And, and since like and I fast forward through the end credits because I, I hate that song so much. I will. It's called the Coupe de Ville, uh, and I will tell you right now that I will fight this one. I'll fight the copyright on this because this is a this is a critique on songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when you listen to Big Trouble in Little China, one. Of, <laughs> sorry, one of the greatest fucking movies made. Right. Yeah. Come on. Like no effort was put into it at all. It's painful. It is. Like you're you're hurting me. Night. You're you're causing me pain. Hey, it's John Carpenter fucking wrote it, so you know. And look, and the background music is okay. You know, if you turn it down a little bit and it's just instrumental, okay. But not the fucking lyrics. They're just they're horrendous. Yeah, this, the yeah the the whole the whole song is awful. <laughs> and and the song for the song for this film yeah is not really any better. Um where are we at? Uh, what was the name of the song? Eight Remains? <laughs> I, or it, maybe it's called The Remains of My Heart. No. No, I have to look, I have to look it up. You know, I mean, does it really matter? I, You know, I, I you're going to look it up. Come, My Love by Georgie Fisher. Georgie Fisher. Come, My Love by Georgie Fisher. Oh, not the right one. <laughs> Tally featuring Georgie Fisher and Malachi. Love and Migration. MC Tally. Monkey uh, <laughs> hat. <laughs> Not Towelie. No Tally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that song must have been written for the movie. Like I, you know, this is not, this is not an indictment on her entire career, but I'm just. <laughs> I need you to get a song written for me and performed in the in the span of three hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the here's the plot of the movie. This is it right here. See, you and me were Bonnie and Clyde. Takes, yeah, they're okay. So look, I, 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 I don't, I don't mind it. I don't care no, for the, it. No, the lyrics, I, the lyrics need to go. The music is fine. Yeah, the lyrics need to go because, or she, need, she needed to rewrite the music because, or the the lyrics, because. Again, she fell into that. I'm gonna write a song about the movie, uh-huh. you know, using lyrics from dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue, yeah. You know, big trouble. <laughs> Little China, <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> Running through the mystic night, <laughs> you know, and that's and and I and that's one thing I can't stand. Um, it, it's. Say it. It's 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 uh, lazy. It's lazy writing. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say weak, but it's and but the like I said, the the music is fine. You're gonna get an angry email from Georgie. Good. Fuck you. Good. You know this is just. Let's see you write a song, you piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> I can do it. All I've right. written plenty of them. So uh, you know what the uh, the the animations running through the mystic the animations night. during the during the uh, end credits. <laughs> yeah. Reminded me of the um, end credits of the Running Scared movie with Paul Walker. What animation? Okay, during the end credits where it showed like the... Looking at the end credits. Okay, right before that. 
You know, what is it, the pre-end credits thing that they have? The Oh, oh these things. Yeah. Okay, those uh-huh. those little animatics. I'll do that. Yeah. The These little storyboards? Yeah, they were fucking cool. That reminded me of Running Scared. Have you ever seen Running Scared with Paul Walker? No. The, that movie, the, the end credits do something like this. No, because I don't like Paul Walker. Well, I understand. And that movie has more fucks in it than, I think, uh, Raw. No, I, I've I've never seen it. I, it's not that I don't like Paul Walker. It's just it, that movie goes in some crazy fucking directions, dude. These are, I mean, this is this is, uh, you know, storyboard ass comic writing, yeah. comic style. No, it was cool, man. It, it was really cool. Yeah, and, and the way it pans over, this is that's creepy, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, it is. That, that that's what I'm talking about. Running scared because the the end of that movie, it yeah, does the dude all with the, his, the yeah. mask on his face yeah. and the door. Yeah, I mean. See, this is so good that it makes me want to like this movie even more. Yeah. The, and and so whoever did the illustrations is that that's the yeah, right yeah. Right. Whoever did the illustrations fucking top notch. You know, it's it, it's really cool. Yeah. I like how the door is just it's bouncing up and down. Yeah. Um I I kind of wish that see. And then the friend eating the corn well, yeah, the cornflakes, yeah. But you see that the color of the jar is yellow. Yeah, it's almost like honey like like Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah. Got a rumbly in my tongue. Or or or, wall, or yeah. liquor, yeah. I really I really enjoyed this the the art, which is all black and white. Yeah. Like in some cases, it'll have some color in it, mm-hmm. but you know, in other scene, the other it, m- all of these have color in them. But so you like the art direction? I, I, yeah, I like the art direction of how they mm-hmm. they set up the room and you know, like we're looking at the Sebastian thing right now. Yeah. And it's holding the guitar. Looks like a storyboard. Yeah. So I I thought. I thought I like how like in the closer he's getting to the camera, the more out of focus he's becoming, but the background's you know still clear. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's really cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed these the the um, the end credit, whatever you want to call it, storyboard sequence. This is actually my favorite piece right yeah. here. With it shows uh, uh, Maha Selena Probst. No, that's um, that's Tally. That's not Tally. No, I know that's the ex-wife. That's her. I mean, the wife is, um, that's a different actress. Is it? Yeah, it's Anne Ale- Alexander Cedar. Oh, okay. Or Cider Cedar. Then I, I was mistaken. Yeah. yeah, the character's name is Josephine. Yeah, the, yeah. so the wife of, of, of yeah, Damien. So it looks like she's sitting in an attic and she's holding the gun while sitting in a chair. Yeah, and yeah. it's in the red dress and yeah. that's very noir-esque. Yeah, you know? very cool, very, very cool. Yeah. And and even this scene, even, you know, when she when she sees the baby, mm-hmm. you know, when Tally picks up the baby and whatever and she's holding she's holding the baby. Yeah. Um the the storyboard is fantastic. Yeah. Um the the I just thought that that scene slowed everything down. It could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. I don't have a suggestion of how it can be done because yeah. I don't, you know, I I need to sit down and really uh Oh, they're wearing the same color. Uh-huh. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and then all the different styles of dresses are in the animatic uh-huh. there. But if you look at her old self compared to her young self, <laughs> it's the same dress. <laughs> Damien's all fucking screaming on the floor, and he's like, fucking bitches taking me over. Why? God damn it, bitches. No. <laughs> um, I'm in control, damn it. Yeah, so so Julian also helped to co- co-write it. It was written by Laura Summer. Um, like I said, there's some, there are some problems. There's yeah. always, I mean, nothing's perfect. Never. Um, overall, I'm going to give this movie a C plus. Okay. Um, which it's 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 not a failure. Absolutely not a failure. Yeah. Uh, it need it needs some help. Um, it 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 needs a little bit of of um fine tuning. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of uh a script doctoring or whatever you want to uh-huh. call it. Um, just like at the beginning, so we understand what's going on between the two. Yeah. So like, yeah, we don't need flashbacks. We don't need you know, uh, character development or anything else like that. What we what we should know is like when he drives her to the countryside, right? Yeah. It would have been better if it had started off with him driving to her house. Oh, and knocking on the door, you know, and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna it's it's your it's your birthday. Yeah, let me I'm gonna take you somewhere special, right? Instead of having to go through all of that to find out that they're going, you know, that it was her 18th birthday. Yeah, give us give us at least something to chew on while we figure out what the fuck is going on. You know, we don't have to say it's boyfriend girlfriend thing. 
and you know until we find out later you can still keep all of that sequence but he could still walk in she like give him a hug right yeah and and, and still keep with that idea of maybe it's the father maybe it's not yeah. you know oh hey how you doing you know and he's like hey it's your birthday let's you know and i promised i promised you know we'd all you, you know you can say that we'd all get away for the weekend right yeah. and then he drives up to wherever and then you that's when you find out that not as not everything is as it seems right yeah you know, it, it keeps it nebulous, you know, and she's all happy going to the country, you know, and then and then you just that right right there gives us that meat that uh, that that little that little bit to uh, to chew on. Yeah. As as we move into the next stage, which is him trying to kill her. So, Julianne, uh, if you're listening, um, please send us more of your work um, so that Mike can shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> So that I can give it, hey, you know, he's gonna give it his yes, his fine critique, my fine, my fine ass critique. Yeah, no, we we both uh, appreciate you uh, wanting us to review your film. We really do, uh, we really do like doing this. So, yeah. um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And you're out there, you're doing it. You know, you're making films, and that that's awesome. Yeah, and and, and my whole thing is, uh, if I'm gonna come up with problems, come up with a solution to those problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a solution to the baby, to the 40-minute thing. I'm calling you out, Julianne. You know, it's I. <laughs> it's not calling him out. I'm just fucking with you. Shut up. Get off my mic. Um, that get, sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> get, it, but that's the way it should be for everything. Like, well, you if should you notice, name it after yourself. You should, if you, yeah, name, name it after myself. Yeah. Um, if, if you have... If you're going to come up with anything, like if you're going to call people out, mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. Why? Well, here's why. Well, then what's your solution to it? How would you fix it? Mm-hmm. You know? And and that's only fair. This is how I this is how I would do it, you know, just to give to to placate the audiences that are going to have a problem following along with the story, you know, so that they understand right away that they're going somewhere and this and and it's her birthday we know and and then and then the story will just fall into place yeah you know the whole baby piece like i don't have a solution to that because <laughs> I, I i like i would just excise the whole sebastian thing and then rewrite the entire piece yeah. because it it needs to be it needs to be massaged better and and the way that i see it is when like it it should be that the whole baby thing should have come first to the sebastian thing mm-hmm. you know and not the sebastian thing to the baby because the way that the dialogue all transpired was you know she lost the baby and then she goes and sees the baby and yeah i realize it's kind of the present and the future all mixing together and, and she's having this vivid flashback and she sees her kid you know after all these events <laughs> but it could have been written to where when she walks into the door, she's in the hospital seeing herself. Mm-hmm. And then she goes in and talks to Sebastian, you know, because he, it feels like he left her, but you know, he was there. And then what you can do is he's talk, she's talking to him while you see stuff going on in the background in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then as they turn, they can transition into this other room. Because it's a hospital ward, you know. They walk, they walk from the door into another door, and yeah. it's his room. And then you have that discussion, and then move forward instead of him to the baby to hold her holding the baby, and it made her happy, you know. Because you could, I don't know. It's you know, to me, that whole entire sequence that I just did was weak too. <laughs> I. I you, you you could have even it could have even been just a mixture of the two where where him and her are in the room you know and then instead of instead of the baby thing you could have had a crib yeah you know which would explain the whole thing and then her moving into something that made her happy the idea of or you know her being pregnant right yeah you know and you know and, and because that the whole sequence of her losing the baby while she's crawling is fine, right? But you could just done, you could have done the whole after the, the meltdown. You know, I was there. I wanted to help you, but you weren't there. 
And then it could have been moving into the next door where she was pregnant and happy, you know, and 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 having visions of the future, right? Yeah. So who knows? Uh-huh. Um, there's there's a couple of suggestions. There, I just right. puked out suggestions. <laughs> All right. Well, Julianne, I mean, look, she uh, <laughs> she produced it, she she directed it, she co-wrote it. Yeah. You know, good for her. Yeah. Um, overall, like I said, I, I give it a C plus. Um, it's it's there's room there's, for improvement. There, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And um, just to let everybody know, we don't give everybody one hundreds out of one hundreds. No, that's not fair. That doesn't that and and unless then, we make it ourselves. And then to fucking critique it and say, you know, well, this there's room for improvement. Well, how do you fuck do you give a, a perfect score to a movie and then critique it? You you can't do that. Well, that's that just make like, like if you ever look at like video game reviewer um, nine out of ratings, ten, they're always giving nine out of ten because because they're kissing the asses of those companies. Well, no, they're not kissing the ass. They're being paid. Well, I, okay, sure, I, I could see that because that's what it is. Yeah, because you know you don't want to you you can't lambast a, a a game even if it's shitty, right? Because right. then they, you're not going to get that money. You're not going to get the you know the exposure, right? Right, that you that you crave so much, yeah. right? So yeah, there there are movie there are games out there that were obviously not even finished. Yeah, you know, and they were getting you know nine out of ten, ten mm-hmm. out of ten. Yeah, PC gamer, ten out of ten on this title. You know, yeah, you know, submarine dick talking. Yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah. Well, it, it's in beta. That's still a ten. <laughs> here's your, here's your money, sir. Yeah, you know. It's it, it's not fair. It's not. I don't think it's fair. I mean, shit. We we've given Steven Spielberg movies C pluses. You yeah. know, fives and fours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you weren't real happy with some of Ready Player One. I uh, no, I I really did like overall though. I mean, I didn't care for the happy Hollywood ending shit, but um, well, the happy it, Hollywood ending is in the book. I just so. I, I I think a little Very tragedy goes a little bit lo- farther. You know, I, I just they didn't. The movie was way too. Everything was wrapped up too nicely in a bow. But kind that's of thing. how the book ended. I don't know. Just, uh, so, so you've even said yourself, you can't do exactly everything the same way as the book. Otherwise, you, there's nothing special. Yeah, but you have to have the beginning and the ending be the same, yeah, which is you introduce the character in the stacks, and then could, the end of the look, movie I don't is get him into a getting all the keys. You could have just ended it with him getting dysentery or something. Okay, there you go. No, it <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> hey, we saved the day, but sorry, I got to go take a shit. No. That, that, save that for Die Hard 6. <laughs> Save the day again, but let me go take a shit first. God. Put on some shoes. But yeah, I mean, like, come out to the coast. We'll get together, have some X Lacks. Yeah, a good day to die hard, or you know, of uh, Jack the Giant, Jack the Giant, giant Killer. Yeah, Jack the Giant Slayer. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't happy with that fucking movie. No, and the more I think about that movie, the more I I don't even want to go back to it. I, I mean, there's parts of that I want to. I'll watch it again before the new one comes out. You know, to get fresh for it. But that still doesn't make any sense. Because I'm, I'm, I, I, more time goes you by. You don't have to explain the it. The more disappointed I get in that film. You, yeah. So I don't want you to explain why you do things the way you do things. You just do things your way. But that's and that's and that's the thing with with even with independent movies. You know, um, we make movies and um, and uh, never hike alone. Uh, what's next for Sarah? Yeah, uh, what, no, we make movies. Um, I already said that. Um, uh, love the uh, love. Uh, what was the fucking goddamn? We just we just love is dead. Love is dead. Yeah, you know, or uh, I, you know, we, we there or a legacy of whining. Yeah, um, with all of those movies, um, there were there were moments in them that took us out of the movie. Yep. Uh, the legacy a legacy of whining ha- just so happened that. The every time um, Ross's character said "dunk," <laughs> yeah, I it just for some reason it just didn't work for that character. It didn't feel right. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that's we, you know what, and that but that's that's the great thing about being a filmmaker is that you know you see you know hopefully that you can keep progressing and you learn and you you just you keep improving your craft right. and yeah. well we make movies. Um, the guy that was uh, he's the tall lanky kid and I can't ever remember his name, mm-hmm. but. The he, the, his acting was stilted and just didn't work. It was like he was actually reading, you know, line for line. But he did it on purpose, you yeah. know. But for me, that didn't work either. And uh, Love Is Dead. There were scenes in that in that movie that didn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, 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 was it Josh? Josh was awesome. Yeah, his Josh. acting was great. Yeah, Josh Fallen. Yeah, but it was 
it just there were some some sequences. Although you know, I made the mistake of Pinot Noir, but that, hey, whatever, because it is a red wine. <laughs> uh, long story short is that <coughs> um, every movie that we've reviewed independently, these independent movies, uh, we love. And there's always something special that stands out about them. Yeah, and and this one was was the cinematography in and of itself, and it's no exception. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of shining moments with this film, yep. including those end, end credits, yep. uh, you know, the illustrations, and yeah, I just I I had a, only had a problem with a f- few minor things, but yeah. that that sequence at 40 minutes where she's with the baby com- took me completely out of the movie for for most of it. It's because you don't like babies. You're a baby hater. No, I I, I don't like 40-minute breaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. We uh, we do recommend that you check this out. I don't hate babies. So check it out. Uh, I'm not a baby hater. Okay, what's it all playing on? It's got it on Vimeo? Yeah, it's on Vimeo. Um, you can get it off of uh, YouTube. On the YouTube? On the YouTube. Hold on a second. We will look it up. Let's try Eight Remains. Full movie. So you can go to Indie Rights Movies for free. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com. You can find it. Give me just the Malabar channel. Huh? There we go. So Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, and um, I don't know if you can wa- you can watch it on YouTube uh, from three ninety nine. It's unrated. Uh, it takes about an hour and hour and twenty. Um, yeah. I, I I'm going to recommend this movie. Yeah, I mean support independent filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely support support everybody that we you know. That we we've we've reviewed, um, the more that you do it, the more movies these people can make. Yeah, they'll di- and they'll make different movies. Absolutely. So, so do it. Quit fucking around. Yeah, just watch it. Stop screwing off. All right. So thanks again, Julianne. We appreciate this and go, uh, go watch this movie. And uh, yeah, and uh, where we did our part, we pimped it. <laughs> pimped the movie. So are you good? I'm good. We're good. All right. So. Uh, Mike doesn't like me saying uh, fuck off anymore, so I'll just say. I just want, I need some, we need something else. Okay, adios muchachos. Yeah, well, that works. I like the adios muchachos. Muchachos and muchachas. You could say, (laughs) it's just the fuck off kind of, I think puts a lot of people off. (laughs) Fuck off. Uh, It's okay for Bill Burr to go go and go fuck yourself then. That's Bill Burr. I I know. He's a chameleon. He's a chameleon. He's a chameleon. He's a comedian. <laughs> He's a karma comedian. All right. So, yeah. Adios, muchachos. Yeah. So, we're just trying something different. Okay. All right. All right. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Bienvenidos. <laughs> is, that say, is that bye? Or is that hello? Um, I think Adios. it means uh, good tacos here. Good tacos? <laughs> I don't fucking Does know. it mean good tacos? I I don't know. It, that's a tough one. I Bienvenidos. Um, it means like good day or something like that. Uh, I'll have to find it later. All right. Yeah. Uh, have a nice, have a nice day, guys. Oh, or like I said, already three fucking times. Adios, muchachos. Bye.